Well, first of all, you have to know where, you know, where you are. Yeah. And, you know, kind of gauge how's that working for you? Yeah. Totally. Because I wake up every day in gratitude, but I wake up every day saying, gosh, I want to be a better person today than I was yesterday. Yes. But I also want to be able to get onto, uh, you know, the whiteboard or a journal or something where I want to be, you know, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, and in 10 years, like mm. where do I want to be and how, how am I going to get there? And a lot of the how is just, you know, writing it down and, and letting the universe do the work. But, you know, that's great and that works. It's fine. But when I see, when you talk about envisioning, that's fabulous. But envisioning the work, uh, envisioning the life that you want to have is also going to require the work. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Tranquil Turtle Massage. Tracy over there, the founder, she's a small town girl from Montana, loves God, loves her family, loves her friends, loves working out, fishing and camping. She has a passion for helping those in need and enjoys being creative with woodworking, crocheting, healthy baking, pottery and cooking. Look, she began her massage journey back in 2010 where she graduated from massage school up in Anchorage, Alaska. She specializes in her signature massage the Hanu Infusion and the Hanu Ashiatsu, as well as the Gua Sha and Manual Lymphatic Drainage. If you're looking for a massage specialist and someone who could get you feeling good, go see Tracy down at Tranquil Turtle Massage. And while you're there, check out CDA Microblading, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fibroblast, tightening, and PMU services right there in the heart of downtown Coeur Make sure you book your appointment at pnwmobilemassage.com. <laughs> Clarissa, you're the founder and CEO of In the Limelight Media, internationally acclaimed, award-winning media personality. You're also a former supermodel, public speaker, author, podcast host. You're also the mean queen in never-ending story part two, and much more. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Hey, Eric. It's so good to be here. And we just met recently, which is kind of cool. I love the way the universe aligns that way so that we all get to meet, and then poof, we're on a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It was so great to meet you in person there at Greg Reed's house. I love to kick my show off by going back a little bit. Where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you? Uh, childhood, I was in Philadelphia, born in Philly. So, okay. you know, grew up Philly, you know, regular middle-class folk. And uh, um, I just, you know, was, I had the bug. And that was, you know, the stage bug, the microphone bug. And I just, you know, next thing I know, it was Mary Poppins in the kindergarten play. Um, oh. And and I, it didn't, it, it started there. That's kind of where I, you know, I, I heard the first applause. That'll get you every time. And then it took a little bit, it took a little while before I heard it again. But um, that's when I, after I had moved to Italy and I went over to be a model um, back in the early 80s and that parlayed into television for me. So I wow. started to work on television, live television, lots of that. And so I was able to learn, you know, live timing and um, sound bites and how to speak. You know, I already spoke quickly because I was from the East Coast. But you know, when you're live televisioning, you've got to keep their attention. And so you tend to move at a pace that is not too fast, but certainly not too slow in order to keep everyone engaged. So yeah. that's kind of how it started. I mean, I really just started working on television there. And then after that, you know, I, I had done about, um, I guess there were about 18 movies all told. Okay. And the one that came to, you know, went global was, the, you know, The Never Ending Story um, Part 2, where I played the mean queen, <laughs> Zaida. And that was lots of fun. Yeah. Uh, apparently, you know, there's, there's um, cult clubs for the never ending story you can go online and find them and they have found me um i'm actually painted on the side of somebody's van in connecticut and you know it's kind of, <laughs> it goes on from there um and um and so yeah so that the movie was great i think it was translated into 19 different languages or something 
But that was a Warner Brothers worldwide release. And yeah, and that was lots of fun. But my main gig was always been live, you know, mm. live. I, I Movies, is it's really great. I love the live interaction. I love the stage and I love a microphone, much like we're doing now. Wow. Yeah, it's, that's amazing. And I mean, you, you signed on with a modeling agency at just 18 years old. Yeah. Was there someone that inspired you to go into modeling and get into the media thing? Or was it just like always in, in your heart there? You know, at the end of the day, it was Ava Gardner and Rita Hayworth. And you okay. know, two under, remember the two, you know, cinematic uh, icons. They were yeah. two of the most beautiful women on the planet. And as a child, I can remember just watching them dance and sing and wear the most beautiful clothes and most beautiful makeup. And it's just who I wanted to be. Yeah. So I, um, it's funny because later in life, I had pictures somewhere. There's, there's a side-by-side -side picture that they did of me back in the late 80s, I think it was, of me and Ava Gardner and how the similarity of, you know, facial, eye shape and that sort of thing. So, you know, I'm like, wow, I really kind of manifested that. And then in later years, uh, they had me sing Amado Mio, which was one of the songs from Gilda, uh, when she comes out with the white, you know, the white little sort of midriff top and the long white gown, white and gold gown. And they recreated that for me. And um uh, and the next thing you know, here I was sort of, you know, the re reincarnation, if you will, for that song. Of yeah. Rita Hayworth. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's, I was pretty powerful, pretty powerful manifesting, if I do say so myself for a five or six year old. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Oh, what yeah, amazing. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah. great. I mean, and through this journey, I mean, I'm sure there was like you were traveling all over the world and, and you were all, everywhere, like in, you know, media and, and things like that. And I'm sure there was ups and downs emotionally through that journey, but w was there a failure that stuck out the most to you that taught you the biggest lesson? Um, you know, there, there were a couple of them along the way that, you know, first of all, I believe in everything that's supposed to happen is going to happen. Everything yeah. that's meant for you is going to be yours. Yeah. And everything that is, everyone that is meant for you is going to be in your life. Um, mm. And again, some people are here for a reason, some for a season and some for a lifetime. There yes. are a few that were in my life for a reason I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> um, um, you know, I, I, there are certain things that I might have taken a deeper breath and a deeper dive on before making a decision, yes or no. Let's put it mm. that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you've done, uh, like you said, 18 or plus movies there. You've also yeah. directed and you've produced Wish yes. Man, which is such a great movie yeah. there. Yeah, I was thrilled. Well, first of all, I was the one that found Frank. Okay. So I wow. found Frank Shankwitz here in Arizona about 11 years ago. We were at the same event up in Prescott where he was from. And I walked up and I saw this big burly man and a head, you know, the boots and the belt and the hat yeah. and the whole nine yards. And I'll talk to anybody, you know me. So I walked up and we, we sparked a conversation and he told me about the Make-A-Wish Foundation, after which I said, you need to meet Greg Reed. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they had a bromance for years um uh and then you know before you know greg asked frank well what's your wish and that was to have the movie as a legacy and they started working on that and i was you know i'm in there as producer and i was also frank's good mother i was frank's uh stepmother the one that he was so close to gotcha. and he was so thrilled you know so thrilled and he kept saying to me Claire, all this is because of you, Clarissa. All this is because of you. And I said, well, I don't know about that, Frank. It's all you're doing, Clarissa. You know, you, uh, any, you know, every time he said, I can't thank you enough, Clarissa, for what you did for me. So, yeah, that was a big, that was me. That's another kind of little, that's a feather in my cap, I have to say. And uh, Greg did an amazing job, the whole team. The movie you can still see on Netflix, everybody. It's called Wishman. Yep. Uh, and I, I'd say go watch it because it's, the, it's a story of the founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation and how that came to be. 
it's such an excellent movie. People need to go out and watch that for sure. Yeah. Where do you think your drive to be so successful comes from? Wow. Oh, hi. Yeah. I, you know, isn't that funny? Because I don't, <laughs> you know, I really don't consider myself hugely successful. I, honestly, I, I, I consider myself someone that really wanted to live the, the passions and the passions for me were yep. really wanted to be a mom. In the day, Eric, we didn't have cell phones and internet and computer and all. We didn't have any of that. We had a Sears catalog that shows up, showed up twice a year. Yeah. And it was the spring, summer edition and the winter, fall, winter edition. Totally. And that was my internet. That was where I went to see the models and the clothing and the makeup and how they posed and that sort of thing. And it wasn't many pages because they had to fit a lot into that catalog. You know? Totally. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <for> funny. Me, <laughs> So for me, it was really more, um, you know, the dream of, of, you know, wanting to be and never thinking that I could. Mm -hmm. um, I was sort of an ugly duckling kind of kid and, and it just wasn't, it just seemed like light years away. Yeah. Um, until I started, I think 17, 18, maybe 16, I started to think, well, I probably could, but I never could. Well, maybe I should, but I never could, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then people would say to me, you're so tall and so thin and so pretty you really should try and i thought to myself well maybe i will and i did try it and it worked you know of course there's the beginning and the middle and the end and it takes sure. you know and again again you know we didn't have cell phones and internet and all of that right now you can go online and see all the girls that you want to book for jobs yeah back in the day we had a portfolio and we slept it around town and we took subway and we walked miles and we had a pay paper mat and uh and so there was a lot of work and you went and you saw clients and you went to meet photographers and you know you were all over the place uh walking so yeah oh absolutely <laughs> you know and so there was a so lot of fun. work that went into that yeah wow it, i mean i want to talk about your book because it's called the self-esteem regime i recently started this book it's so amazing uh i'm stoked to get through the rest of it but you know, for those who don't know, what's this book about? Who's it for? Why did you decide to write this book? Well, first of all, the byline is an action plan for, uh, to becoming the confident person that you were meant to be. Yeah. And it's because, uh, because I've seen so many people that were even the most blessed hmm. human beings on the planet, you know, it don't seem to get, they don't get a free ticket. You know, there's no free ride. You know, yep. self-esteem in some way, shape or form is going to affect your life, uh, whether it be then, now or in the future or all of the above. So it's one of the kind of things that I feel that if you don't get out of bed in the morning, your feet hit the ground and your self-esteem is that you're not feeling pretty good about yourself, you're not going to be feeling good about life and you're not going to have healthy relationships with yourself or with others. Yeah. So, you know, I was able to see, you know, my, my mother, she never thought she was pretty and hated having her picture taken, <laughs> you know, um, and I was so glad that I didn't get that bug because I love having my picture taken. I, it was my life for a long time. Yeah. Uh, my grandmother, beautiful woman, beautiful, beautiful woman. And she was just, oh, I got to lose weight, got to lose weight. So she took two, you know, uh, diet pills one day and choked on them. And they perforated her esophagus and she was in the hospital for six weeks. <clears throat> and then I worked with women uh, that are, you know, supermodels. And they were some of the most beautiful women on the face of the planet. Most women would love to be or look like or be able to fit into the clothing that they were wearing every day. I mean, it's just a, it's a statement of fact. Um, and they were either in toxic relationships or they were drugging themselves or they were drinking too much or partying all the time. They were not living healthy. You know, I'm not saying go, don't go have some fun sometimes, sure. but I'm saying, you know, as a, as a general diet, they weren't living, you know, um, a healthy life. 
uh, whether mentally or physically, spiritually, or, you know, whatever else. So I kind of figured that there was a common denominator there, Eric. It was kind of one of the things that you went, hmm, I think there's something to this. Yeah. And I started thinking about this book 10 years ago. So I was at Secret Knock on stage, and uh, I was talking to Greg about something. I forget exactly what I might have said at that time. About four years ago, we were in Palm Springs. And Gary Krebs, the, the, the gentleman that co-wrote this, and you'll meet him at the next Secret Knock for sure, um, he came over to me and says, I really need to write your book. Wow, okay, great. That'd be awesome. And the next thing you know, um, we were we were off to the races. Uh, sorry, that must be. I think that was uh, Amazon. We we're off to the races. <laughs> it was at, yeah, they dropped it off. Uh, and we were off to the races with the book. So I went up to Connecticut once to his house. I was over to New York a couple of times, and I brought. I mean, I brought all kinds of information and said, this is what I want to call it. This is what, how I want the chapters to break down. This is what I want. So we've got case studies. We've got affirmations. We've got uh, homework to do. There's journaling to do. There's mirror work to do. You're going to hear the clarion calls. You're going to get Clarissa's corners. You're going to get all kinds of great information, but you know, make no mistake, Eric, that when you start to do the work, it, you're, it's not called work for, <laughs> I mean, it's called work for a reason. And that yeah. is some of the deeper dives you're going to take. Some you're not going to want to take because you, you've been known for a long time you had to do the work and you didn't. Some you, you really kind of even didn't know you had to take, but you're going to do the work. And some you had no idea at all that they were even there. Like stuff's going to come up and bite you in the behind that you didn't even know yeah. was an issue. Wow, man. I can't it's wait cool. to get through the rest of this book. It's so good already. It's really cool, Eric. And it's great for guys too. I'm so glad that you're, you know, bringing to the fore that, that you know, you know, men are not exempt from self-esteem and self-esteem issues also. Oh, absolutely. Um, and if we can, and if we can bring to the fore a stronger, happier, healthier man with self-esteem, mm. can you imagine what that would mean for so many, you know, relationships, um, you know, relationship to mom, relationship with your dad, relationship with your wife, your girlfriend, your kids, your bros, you know, your, yeah. you know, the guys you drink the brewski with or whatever. I mean, it just changes the, the trajectory of your, of your uh, trajectory of your life in a mm. huge, huge way. Massive. Absolutely. I think one of my favorite parts uh, so far in the book has been where you talk about becoming the visionary of your life. Why is becoming the visionary of your life so important? And what can folks do to get crystal clear on their vision? Well, first of all, you have to know where, you know, where you are. Yeah. And, you know, kind of gauge how's that working for you? Yeah. Totally. Because I wake up every day in gratitude, but I wake up every day saying, gosh, I want to be a better person today than I was yesterday. Yes. But I also want to be able to get onto, uh, you know, the whiteboard or a journal or something where I want to be you know tomorrow next week next month next year and in 10 years like mm. where do i want to be and how how am i going to get there and a lot of the how is just you know writing it down and and letting the universe do the work but you know that's great and that works it's fine but when i see when you talk about envisioning that's fabulous but envisioning the work uh, envisioning the life that you want to have is also going to require the work and you know, a lot of people are a little work adverse these days. It's like, I'll just stay home and not go work at McDonald's and the government's going to pay me. Well, that's not going to end. That that coffee that, that coffee train's going to end one day. And you're going to be standing there going, well, I don't know. I'm not trained in anything. I really don't know. I mean, I was, 
you know, Starbucks, you know, uh, uh, and, and McDonald's, which by the way is great. It's fabulous. But is that where you want to be when you're, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old? So you want to be getting yourself trained for what it is you want to be doing. And by the way, that educational process never ends. Totally. I am on courses and classes all day long, all the time. And I never stop. Mm. It's so good. It, this thing right here behind me, Ed told me while I was on the phone with him and he said, it says constant and never ending improvement. And I just thought, man, that's amazing. I got to put that on my wall. And so I see that every morning I'm big on waking up with gratitude and, you know, my goal is to wake up every day. And yeah. so if I can wake up and open my eyes, I immediately go, man, God, thank you for another day. I get to see my family, hug my family, hold my family. You know, I yeah, yeah, I talk about the four pillars of self-esteem, which are the four, you know, the four legs upon which a, a chair sits, right? Mm. You know, it, it keeps that balance. And that is to look good, feel good, be good, and greater good. Look yeah. good, we all know what that is, and it's individual to each one of us now. But when you're looking good, you know, you're, 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 you've got a lilt in your step, right? You're feeling totally. pretty okay about things. But, you know, the next one is, you know, feel good, diet, exercise, nutrition. Where are you on that? Because mm. your body, you get one this, this time around. Uh, you know, how you're treating that is how it's treating you. Be good. What are you listening to? Who are you believing? How are your finances? Where are you taking responsibility? Where are you shirking your responsibilities? Uh, what are you, you know, where are, your where are the educational pieces? For me, I'm not going to lie. A lot of times it's YouTube and other times it's Udemy. I'll go over, I'll buy myself a course, 1099 and off and I'm good. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and then the greater good, Eric, which is, you know, paying it forward, paying it back, tithing, volunteering. You know, when you do something as little as uh, hold the, uh, an elevator door open for someone, I'm not saying you changed the world, but you did a kind thing. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it made you feel really good when they went, oh, thank you. I didn't think I was going to make it. Gee, thanks. And you're like, no problem. Yeah. yeah. Something so small. I, you know, again, these are very little things. Sometimes it's just a smile yes. and sometimes it's helping the elderly across the street or with their bags out to the car at the grocery store. Absolutely. I, it's a daily goal of mine to put a smile on someone's face, whether that's virtually or in person. If I'm out at the store and they've got a name tag on, it's there so I can actually say them by, yeah, you know, yeah, call them exactly. by their name. Me too. You know, not just yeah. complain to it, right? Like I want to actually put a smile on their face. So I love that, yeah. uh, you know, just being able to have, really make an impact on the world. And even the small things can, can make a huge difference in someone's yeah, day. Yeah. I, I wanted to shift real quick over to um, in the limelight media, what projects are you working on right now? What's it, what, what is this company? Why did you decide to launch this thing? Well, in the limelight is a multimedia platform that consists of video television, a podcast and a digital magazine. Yeah. So video means we go out to 10 different uh, um, uh, platforms live immediately. So when I interview you, boom, live. Then I take that, it goes on VOD, and that means video on demand on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Panasonic, Daily Motion, and a hundred other smart television apps. After which it goes on to podcast platform that puts me out to 11 different podcasts, you know, all the best, mm -hmm. you know, from Apple to Google to Pandora to Spotify, Stitcher, all of them, um, Audible. Um, and then, and by the way, the book is on Audible too. Um, the other thing is then comes the digital magazine. Now I've, I've just moved from the digital format, uh, sorry, the flip book format to just putting it on as a beautiful blog right now onto cool. the, uh, onto the website. And then of course, you know, if you come through what I call my seven touch system, then you get a news release, you get onto my social and you get into, um, and you get into my newsletter as well. So those are seven ways. If you give me 20 minutes 
that I'm able to turn your life around pretty, uh, you know, significantly through uh, traditional and social media. Love it. Oh, it's so awesome. I, I mean, I'm a big podcaster. I love connecting with other podcasters. Your, your podcast host there. How has having that podcast, you know, helped you in your business? I have to say it's the, it's the, it's the quickest for me. It's a, it's a quick connector and it's a really cool thing because it's the quickest share, you know, I'll do yours if you'll do mine kind of thing. And that's great because we're all looking for more. Uh, Not everybody can say to me, I I can't say to everybody, look, I'll have you on my TV show. Can I be on yours? Because not everyone has that piece, but a lot of people now have podcasts and they are, um, they are the quickest way I think to, you know, to be able to connect again with another podcaster and grow the list there, but also to be able to connect with their audience, yeah. you'll connect with mine as well when I have you on my show, but also, um, to be able to, you know, it's, it's great for brand awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I can say I've been on the Eric Allen show, you know, and yeah. I can use, I, now I can use your logo on all my collaterals. Yes. And it's uh, true because it's ethically true. And that's the other thing that's really important. You do not ever want to be caught not being ethical about where you've been on media. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of people saying, she yeah, I was on uh, the Today Show. Where are you? Show me the episode. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? So, and then, you know, because, because everything about brand awareness and certainly about integrity and about self-respect and self-esteem is being able to tell the truth. That's like one of the, that's like one of the biggest ones of all. So mm. yeah, you want to be able to you know, you use all of these media icons with all your collaterals, your websites, your one pages, uh, wherever you, you know, wherever you get your podcasts or whatever. Yeah. You want to do it ethically. Oh, it's so, yeah. So true. In 2021, I set a goal to be a guest on 100 podcasts on top of releasing my own. And, oh, yeah. and, I ended up the year, I finished 2021 with doing 117 interviews on other podcasts. And uh, I, it was just, it, for me, I just wanted to get my name out there. I wanted to connect with other podcasters. I wanted to see how other people were doing things, make some t- tweaks to my show. And nice. then in this year for 2021, my goal is just to impact as many people as I can, yeah. Yeah. you know, and uh, just start helping more people this year. And that's, that's a big goal of mine. And so, yeah, I love connecting with other podcasters, being guests on shows and, you know, yep. having them on my show. It's just so much fun. Yeah, because now when you send me the link, I'm going to get it out to all my social and you'll be on my show. I'll, you know, I'll send you, you'll get it out to all your social. And yeah. this is how we grow exponentially, right? Yes. Because yeah. it's a tough gig, you know, make your mind. It's, 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 it's a tough gig. There are, you know, millions of podcasts now. Totally. And yes. so from cream to rise to the top, you need to be putting out some excellent uh, content. And that normally means excellent guests. Mm. Not that you're not a phenomenal, right? Everybody's a phenomenal host. But the real, the real juice there is really getting the excellent guests that can give you the, you know, the golden nuggets and, and, um, and to really enlighten, empower, and motivate your audience. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I love to finish my show because I'm a big music guy. What's a favorite type of music that you listen to? Or, or do you have a favorite band that you like to listen to? Um, well, I, got, I have to say it, when I'm at work, you know, when I'm working, everything's either lounge or chill. Yes. Just, you know, okay. non, non, you know, it's instrumental. I can't, if the voices are, you know, I can't hear, I have local vo- vocals because that distracts me, mm. but I love, you know, I've got the essential oils are diffusing and the music is chill. Yeah. And that's kind of my vibe when, you know, when I'm working. Um, oh my God, the music that I love the most that will get me up. You know, I used to love like the ZZ tops of the world. Okay. Come on. <laughs> The Doobie Brothers. I know I'm aging myself. They were damn good. I mean, I could be here in Boston and Journey and yeah. and and um and you're talking bands. I mean, uh, Foreigner, 
um, you know, there, there was some really great stuff when I, you know, the seventies and the eighties, come on, Eric. Yeah. Come on. Come so good. On, Eric. Come on. So good. You cannot tell me, look, I love the big band era. Love yeah. the 30s and the 40s. Mm. The 50s had some of the cr- best music ever. And I am a Motown freak. Yeah. The 60s, where do we want to put the 60s music? Some of the great <laughs> Doors. Totally. I mean, come on, man. Come on. The 70s too. I Well, the Doors probably, yeah, Doors was late 60s. But, you know, you know, this the whole, you know, the whole Vietnam music vibe, that whole thing going on. Yeah. You know, uh stop there what's that sound everybody get the, i mean that and then the whole you know when the four were shot at ohio state um four dead in ohio oh hello yeah that is like some of the best ever but then the 70s came along again great but the 80s i mean i don't know i just i think I, they kind of lost me around the 90s sure a little sure. bit yeah a little bit i yeah. mean i'll listen to it and i love it and it's all good and whatever but yeah well, I love that that era for me. You know, my dad, he took me to my first concert was Richard Marks. And then when I was 13, he took me to see Rod Stewart. And then oh, yeah. uh, I returned the favor. I worked in the music business for a bit and, and invited him out to see Aerosmith and Foreigner oh! and, and, you know, Journey and Boston and, oh man, Bad Company. It was so Bad cool. Company! To, you know, Bad Company. Bad uh, yeah. Company. Oh, God. Yes. And my first uh, was Springsteen. Okay. And it was in Come Milan, on. Italy, and it was a, it was the mid eighties or something. It was eighty three, eighty four. Springsteen, and I'm a Jersey girl. Okay. And I met him, right? Yeah. Like I met him. I was already working on Italian television, and I met him, and I went, "Hey, <laughs> I think I said something stupid, like I'm a Jersey girl." Like, yeah. okay. Uh, and I said the same thing when I met Frank Sinatra. I met Frank Sinatra at the uh, at the American Embassy in Rome, and I walked up to him and I went, "Hey, Frank, I'm a Jersey girl." Like I, you know, but I was young and dumb. What did I know? Oh, and of course, we didn't have cell phones, so I never got. I didn't get a picture with Sinatra. I did with uh, with Springsteen. Okay, awesome, yeah. uh, man. Uh, Clarissa, it's such an honor to have you on my show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I love your story. Your impact to so many people with your book and your podcast and in the limelight media. Thank you so much for taking time. I'm it's truly an honor. Last, Eric, and I know you are too. You're having a great time, and I'm going to tell you something else. I am digging that American flag behind you. And I wore red. I got the memo. Come and on. I wore red in a, in the, for the occasion. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. One of my sponsors, Combat Flags, he does both of these Love flags it. here. And uh, it's just a one-man shop. Love He's donated. Fl- and I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a sponsor, but I do love that flag. And I want everybody else to love it as much as we do. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I wanted to just take one quick second of your time to point you to ericallenmedia.com. I have a ton of free and paid content on our resources tab. Click on that. Tons of books, tons of websites you can go check out. Some secret websites in there as well for you. But listen, I am available for hire for anything from product videos to content videos, review videos. I do a lot of how-to and explainer type videos, box opening videos for brands. I also do laser engraving for anything that's wood product. So if you need some you know, coasters made or fun tags or something like that, shoot me a DM, happy to help you out. You can check out some of my work on our YouTube channel there. Really appreciate you checking out the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Have an amazing day.